Hey everybody, welcome to Paranormal Vantage Point. Um, tonight we got Paranormal Investigator Matt Warner, and uh, we're just going to have a great interview, good conversation with him. So let's go ahead and get him in. Evening. Hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Not bad for an old man. There we go. There you go. <laughs> so how you been? Ah, busy, man. Busy. Ugh, I know the feeling. I'm telling you. Yeah. Busy. Busy's good, though. Yeah, I was going to say, man, can't complain. Can't complain whatsoever. Mm -mm. Okay, so... um. Go ahead and uh, kind of just give everybody like a, a little spill of what you do, like what got you started, and uh, kind of like, you know, just go from there, man, or just, you know, just start from the beginning. All right, sounds good. Uh, my name is Matt Warner from uh, Warner Paranormal Explorers. I grew up and live in the southeastern part of Massachusetts, which is known as the Bridgewater Triangle area. It's an area known for um, all sorts of paranormal and supernatural occurrences. If it could happen, it's happened here, supposedly. So I kind of grew up around all of that, unbeknownst to me when I was younger. Um, the Cliff's Notes version of how I got into the paranormal is uh, growing up, I always had a love for horror movies. Got into the horror movies and absorbed as much of that as I could. Got right. into uh, a lot of reading because the internet wasn't available when I was a kid like you. And so <laughs> we didn't have anything. We didn't have anything else to keep ourselves occupied. Hey, so, I'm almost, I, um, I'm almost 50. So. All right. Yeah. You got a few years on me. I'll be yeah. 41 in a month. So yeah, I was gonna say, I'm almost uh, 50, I'm, man. I'm, yeah. We, we've, we've seen some things that these kids these days don't understand. Hey, <laughs> you ain't lying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's all good. And um, as I got a little bit older, they started coming out with like sightings and unsolved mysteries. And mm -hmm. I was realizing that there's more out there. Um, I had a couple right. of experiences growing up, little things as a kid that I just brushed off. And mm -hmm. my grandparents lived next door to me and their house was haunted. And I believe as an adult, I believe it was my great grandmother because she had passed in the house. I never had any experiences there, but the stories were always told and little things here and there. And we just okay. referred to the ghost as Casper. Oh, gotcha. Um, so fortunately, my family was always very receptive of it. It was never one of those like, oh, ghosts aren't real. Like it was whatever. So right. um, as I got a little bit older, you know, my library book starts to grow. I start reading up on local legends, lore and those types of things. Mm -hmm. And I found out about a road in the area near, near where I live, about a 20 minute drive from me. Right. And the road cuts through a very nice neighborhood. Um, it's about a couple of miles, probably two miles long. The second half of the road is just rough paved mile, like lane and a half wide. Mm -hmm. And it cuts through, um, conservation land, which was former native land, which basically all of it is, if you think oh, about gotcha. it. Oh, gotcha. And, um, <clears throat> so it was one of those things, same thing. It was like, if something could happen on this road, it would, you know, uh, Bigfoot, alien, Thunderbirds, hitchhiker ghosts, all kinds of stuff could be, you know, supposedly encountered on this road. So, we would go up and down this road as bored teenagers do all the time because we had nothing better to do with ourselves. So <laughs> I remember them. Days. I would say, right. Yeah. It's what else. Do I, <laughs> I, miss like, I remember I miss them having days. no responsibility. <laughs> hey, you know, we, we didn't really have, yeah, we didn't have internet back then or, you know, we no. didn't have like a hundred no. channels on TV. So, you know, 
No, we we used to hang out at a gas station in town. Like that was a, like a real thing for us. That people see in movies like I look stupid. It's like A plus parking lot was the place to be on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we did. You know, you figure out what to do from there. Somebody's having a party somewhere, but right. Um, that that's that's what we could do. So I went up and down this road probably a hundred times before I had anything happen. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a it was a January night. I was about I think it was nineteen at the time. And it was warm for New England, dry, no precipitation, no snow on the ground, anything. Right. And I picked my buddy up after work, about eight o'clock, I got out of work, picked him up. And uh, he was kind of a, a chicken shit kind of person. Anyway, <laughs> still is to this day. Uh, didn't like this stuff. And that's, that's another thing. Like I've not, I've not been like in the public eye with this for as long as others, because I didn't have any like-minded people to do it with. So I was just off doing my own thing. Right. But we were driving down there and I said to him, I say, you know, I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to like stop in the middle of the road tonight and turn my lights off and stuff. He's like, ah, oh, don't, don't, don't do that to me, dude. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Knowing I'm going to do that. Cause that's, that's the kind of friend that I am. <laughs> but um, right. Yes. You, you have to, you have to treat your friends with some respect, right? <laughs> exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. So uh, that's why but, it's funny. Well, I think most people do Like, you know, it's a good natured ribbing that we have to give our friends and, um, so I wound up, we, we go down the road, I got the windows cracked, we're cruising through the neighborhood, we get to the, the, the wooded part, and it cuts through to another major road. So at the end of that road, we would turn around and go back so that you get the double bang for your buck type of deal. Right. And as we turn around, we're coming back, and I'm at about the midway point through the, the wooded part, and I'm slowing down. And he's like, dude, don't do this to me, don't do this to me. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it, it'll be fine. And <laughs> bring, bring, bring the truck to a stop. I click my lights off. As soon as I click my lights off directly in front of the truck, I see two white hands on my hood. I see up the arm, white arm, white shoulders. I never saw the head because I freaked out. I flipped the lights on and I floored it and my truck wouldn't move. It was as if it was being held by whatever this thing was. Right. The wheels just spun. It seemed like an eternity. It was probably seconds. <laughs> right. As, all of a sudden the truck goes, but it doesn't go forward. It goes to the side as if it was shoved off to the side. And really? At this point, now I'm fighting speed, uncontrollable vehicle. My buddy's screaming at me, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. I'm like, dude, I can't control this. Like, I'm trying to get a hold of the truck. And I'm fighting the wheel back and forth. And just before I hit this huge tree off to the side of the road, I'm able to get it back onto the road. And we got through that neighborhood at 60, 65 miles an hour. We get to the main road. We keep going down the main road. I'm like bugging out. And and we we drove a while. I pulled over to the side of the main road and this was early days cell phone. So I had the old school like brick, like it was before the brick Nokia. This was like pre Nokia brick phone. So I, I called my mom. Oh gosh. Gotcha. She used to go up and down this road. And I was like, you don't believe what happened. I asked my buddy prior to that. I said, what did you see? And he said, I saw a woman in a white dress standing right in front of your truck. So we both saw the same thing. Right. Um, which was, which was fantastic because yeah. I'm able to tell this story. Um, the fun thing is I, at one point in time, stood in that woods and jumped out at my mom as she was driving up and down that road with her boyfriend and my brother. Cause I was that nice of a son that I would do that to my mom. So <laughs> I think that was probably a piece of karma for me. And it was probably like, this is what you yeah. get for messing with your mother. Hey, um, but it, it, that whole experience changed my life completely uh, in terms right. of most things, but especially the paranormal. Cause then I realized, wow, like these things as far fetched as they sound to non-believers, they can happen and they do happen. Mm-hmm. and i didn't go back down that road for probably five years he's never been back down that road 
really and it, it just yeah it's just one of those wow. things that stuck with me and, and at that point in time i said you know, I'm, I'm gonna really i want to dig in deeper and i've been investigating in my own kind of way since right now going back to what you saw that was holding your truck back was there any kind of like urban legends that everyone else talked about and did anybody else see it or did there was nothing like that that had ever occurred there. Um, okay. The big, the big thing that people talked about seeing out there was uh, the big winged thunderbirds, which are like Native American um, lore animal, like ten foot wingspan. These huge birds, you could see uh, giant Native Americans, Bigfoot, aliens, kind of just that whole hodgepodge of if it's right. cryptid or paranormal, it could be out there. Right. Um, but that was actually not something that was ever mentioned. Things like that. There are within the Bridgewater Triangle, the ghost hitchhikers and things like that, but nothing about like a woman in a white dress that, you know, wants to stand in front of your truck. <laughs> right, right. It's kind of like the reason why I was asking, because like where I'm from, or actually where I went to high school, we have like certain urban legends from around the area that everyone, I mean, could it be BS or could it be, you know, but there was like certain things throughout years from generation to generation that yeah, you know, by the time I got to high school, because we got like a forestry, like south of where the high school, and it was just the teenage thing, like you just mentioned, for everyone to go out there and see mm -hmm. what everyone else has saw. But unfortunately, I never did. So I never thought I was going to see anything, because uh, like I said, I've been uh, so many times up and down the road. I was like, ah, you know, you build it up, you build it up, nothing's ever going to happen. But it finally did happen, and patience was a virtue in that aspect i suppose but <laughs> right it was definitely definitely life-altering in terms of uh you know thinning the veil so to speak right so did you like like after that happened did you do any kind of research or like like kind of like maybe did was there like some sort of information did a woman die or so like there was never manner? able to find any information I never found any information about anything tragic happening on the road. Um, this was pre-internet, so it wasn't like I could, you know. Right. Actually, no, the internet was fairly new. Uh -huh. It was, you know, it was old school dial-up. Right. And we all remember how fun that was. <laughs> yeah, you like downloaded a picture um, in a matter of like 20 minutes. Yeah, like you'd, 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 you'd sign up for like three <laughs> songs you wanted to download while you were at school, and they might be ready when you got home. Bingo. Um but yeah, no, I never found anything out uh, that pertained to the road, anything that actually happened. Okay. So right. um, it's kind of, it was a, it was a dead end in, in terms of that. Okay. Gotcha. Now going back to like what you were talking about, your grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. Now did everyone in your family kind of like witness the same thing all the time or? So one of the stories that I remember, and it, uh, it's funny because it always reminded me of Ghostbusters, the scene when the eggs start cracking out of the, the, the eggshell. They, they oh, had, yeah. My Nana, my, my Nana was a, a, an amazing baker and cook. Like her uh -huh. kitchen was so tightly packed, but they were like, right. they, they were people that had two refrigerators way before it was a thing. And right. Um, well, I always fought weight issues because I was down there every day eating, you know, but mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what Nanas do. Right, right. So, one of the stories I remember them telling me was that uh, they had like eggs ready to cook in a pan that started cooking themselves. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a six, seven year old child at this point. It's not something like that. They're not trying to scare me. They were just one of the stories they were telling. Right. And I'm trying to think some of the other ones. Um, 
things would happen in the bathroom. I believe the faucets would turn themselves on in the bathroom. I remember that being a thing. Okay. Um, I never, I was young. So, I mean, I'm trying to think when that house, that house existed until I was about 25, give or take 25 or so. And I never felt uneasy in that house or like I was okay. being watched. Um, I was in there a few times by myself over the years, but it was never, never spooky or anything like that. So I do kind of think it might've been my great grandmother. And just recently I had an experience, um, with a couple friends of mine and they, they, they pulled the, there was some people around me, um, whether they're spirit guides or not, they were there with me that night. And it happened to be my Nana, my grandfather and my great grandparents. And my great grandparents, obviously I never met them. Okay. And it's names I've never even spoken, but they were able to pull their names. And I was like, you got to be shitting me right now. Like, I don't know. Right, right. How is this possible? So that energy from that side of the family, I guess, is still with me and always, always was. So right. maybe that's why I always felt comfortable in the house. Maybe that's why I never had experiences, but right. I, I have no idea. Okay. So let's fast forward a tad. So um, mm-hmm. how old were you like when you started like basically saying, okay, now, I've had these experiences. I've had this happen, this happen. So when did you decide, let's say you wanted to form like a paranormal team? So, I mean, when I was little, um, I figured I was like six or seven. I remember I was sharing a room with my brother at the time and uh, I've got six years on him. So I was probably actually maybe about eight, eight or nine. That was the first time I had a, a head scratcher. I don't know if it was anything. It could have been my tired eyes, but I, my bed was on the wall that the door was on. Mm-hmm. And I remember opening my eyes and seeing this black shadow standing behind the door, but off the floor. Okay. And it was probably four feet high over four feet long. And then about two feet off the ground. And I remember just kind of looking at it and being like, nah, you know, just, you know, close your eyes, go to bed type of thing. And it really right. never registered. It's something that I remembered, but I never put any stock into it. And then when I was about 15, I had gotten a new bedroom in the house and my TV was off at an angle to my bed and I was watching TV and this face appeared in the TV. It was like a silver face. It reminded me of Jombie from um, Pee Wee's Playhouse, but silver. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, and he'd show up on the TV screen. That's what it reminded me of when I was watching just a regular movie. Right. And the movie was centered on the TV, but the face had its eyes looking at me and it creeped me the hell out. Mm-hmm. and i just shut the tv off and called it a night so right. same thing i was like oh you know i read all these creepy books and stories i watch right. horror movies maybe it's my mind and then when i had that experience that propelled me to to do more research and soak up all the shows mm-hmm. and i didn't really it was hard because the same thing it was before social media so it was really hard to find like-minded people to do this stuff yes. with. right so i would just basically drag whoever would come with me to, to local places and things like that and i remember i was uh well, it was my 30th birthday. I went to Lizzie Borden's and spent the night there because we're local oh, to that. Oh, okay. So that was, um, that was one of my first actually real deal um, investigations that I did. Um, and then I never had a real team because like I said, I couldn't find people still. It was just yeah. my, it was my, um, my girlfriend at the time who I, who I did that with. And then okay. a few years later from my 35th, um, her, my brother, my sister, in-law and a friend of mine we went down to kentucky and i rented waverly hills and bobby mackey's oh okay um, i said i said this is something i've always wanted to do i'm paying for these flat out i, I, I remember i spent like sixteen hundred dollars like boom and i was like all right whoever wants yeah, to come, not, come with me it's not cheap but yeah 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't a cheap adventure, and you know, it, it was one of those things. Though I said, if people want to come with me, they can. Otherwise, I'm going by myself because it's something I've always wanted to do. Right. And it was, you know, just family and one friend, and, and we went and we had a great time. And I had like my, you know, little ghetto ghost hunting kit with me and everything. And, and <laughs> right. It, it was great. It was every. I mean, Bobby Mackey's. I don't believe the hype, but Waverly is is incredible. And yeah, that was when I started finding more like-minded people and things like that and, get, right. and getting a little more public with it. Now, now the network's fantastic and we do all this stuff and, and right. there's no lack of, of community anymore. I mean, there's a lot of underside yeah. of it that we don't care for, but we find the right people right. now. It's because I'm not too far from actually Waverly. I'm actually maybe an hour, two hours tops, maybe hour and a half about that. Oh, that's not bad. And I've never been there yet. I mean, after all these years, Oh, that's crazy. You got to get there. I know. It was like, I've got tons of friends that's been there, and I've got, even got buddies that know security there, you know, and said, yeah, man, they'll just let you walk around or whatever, you know, so um, even Bobby Mackey's, I've never made it to Bobby Mackey's, so. But one question I got about Bobby Mackey's for you, since you've already been there and I haven't, and you just, yep. and you mentioned the word hype, which I've witnessed this to you, I mean, because we all get it. So was it like maybe the TV shows kind of hyped it up way too much? What it, oh, 100%. What it really is? Yep. I, I believe that they owe all their success to Ghost Adventures. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting and, at. And, I just and, didn't. Yeah. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but no, like I, it, it's... And it's not... I, I, don't, I don't like to knock anybody. Um, right. I have my yeah, I'm, I'm that, the same. I have my detractors... Yeah, I have my detractors. I have the people that I don't like and, and vice versa, but I, I'm not going to do that to somebody. Right. I think everyone, if you've not experienced Bobby Mackey's, you need to experience it for yourself. Because right. like any location, it could be it could be dead for someone else, no pun intended, and it could be completely mm -hmm. alive for somebody else. Right. That, that being said, I do believe it's a hype machine. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's, that's I've always wondered that myself, you know. I mean, I, I, I made a point to stand in the portal to hell as the clock struck midnight on my 35th birthday. And I'm still here, so. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm the same way, you know, like I don't sit because I mean, I've met people that were on TV, shows, the paranormal shows and stuff like that. Some of them are really good people, you know, yes. and uh, but again, Ghost Adventures is the worst. I mean, you just got to take it for what it is. You know? I mean, it is entertainment. It is scripted. Yep. You know, and it's just, but yeah, but I'm the type of person, I mean, somebody's going to come back and call you up, you know, and I'm just that type and of the, person. It's like, and that kind of sucks because there's people like that really want to go. Then all of a sudden they get there and they're like, what the hell really? And they get disappointed. Yeah, they were hoodwinked. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's yep. what I mean, sucks. and that's like, we had, we had Mackie's private for ourselves. Like I said, it was five of us. We had the whole place for, I think it was, right a five hour rental. We left after three and a half hours. Cause I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I've had enough here. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It was very damp and moldy and, and it's an active bar. Like it's still right. open for business. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm up in Massachusetts. We have standards up here that like, you can't have things like that open. Like <laughs> it would be condemned up here, but that's, you know, that's rural Kentucky. They don't give a rat's ass down there. So that's correct. It was, it was completely different for us. And, you know, I had a few experiences there, but nothing, life-changing i feel that right. I, I always have experiences because i'm very open and i'm kind of a magnet for spirits so it's not really right. i could have an experience at whole foods it doesn't really matter you know right yeah i mean I, i'm the same way you know? i mean just to kind of i mean i've always wanted to go no matter what i mean because you know mm -hmm. like 
because I love history. I mean, I've always been a history type of person anyways. And I mean, like kind of when I first got going places, we went to uh, uh, Prospect Place Mansion in Ohio. Okay. And yeah, Ghost Adventures was there. And that's where everybody started hearing about it. But I'll tell you what, no lie. I didn't really witness nothing. I didn't really, but it was a very awesome place to go. I mean, it was just a very, to learn about the history, to learn about, I mean, maybe the paranormal claims and stuff like that was all BS, but it was still a cool place to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that's stuff I don't mind doing, you know? I don't like, like it. That. I don't like it's, it when a place touts itself as the most haunted place and you're going to have this, that, and the other. You, you can't do that yeah. to people because you can't guarantee that experience. Correct. You know, and, and I'm, um, I'm the same as you. I, I, history drives me. History and architecture is my favorite thing. And ghosts are a nice yes. bonus to me. So right. if I go to a place and pay 50 or 100 bucks and they're going to put it in to put new shingles on the roof, I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. I mean, because if I'm thinking right, like Prospect Place Mansion, I believe most of the proceeds, I think, went to a certain foundation, if I'm thinking correctly. So that's, that's why, you know, I don't mind. And like even here in Indiana, it's like Rose Hotel. You know, I it's an awesome location. I love it there. I know the owner and um, it is like, and they got a foundation called Lawson's Foundation. And I use this podcast to try to kind of help with it, kind of get the word out about Lawson's, Lawson's Foundation and stuff like that. So it's just a really cool place to go to, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I'm the same. Okay. So like right now, like, so you have a team now called Warner Paranormal Explorers. Yep. Lose you? Okay, so who's so all three years ago, three and a half years ago? It consists of me for almost four years now, four of us, and it works out really well. Um, things. So when I'm off on my own, I don't get butthurt over it. I see that happening. Like they're, you know, they, they got it's, it's too much. We're having, give me one second, yeah. man. Sorry about it. Here is horrible. Okay, thank you. Okay, so let me go ahead and ask the question again because you were breaking out real bad. Because, like I said, I apologize because the internet here. We live out in the country, and internet is yeah. horrible, like crazy, but it is what it is. I mean, we live in a – I love living out in the country, but this is one of the cons. Okay, I so – I, I know. So back to what – okay, so you have Warner Panel Explorers. So who's all – okay, so let me ask again. So who's all involved in that, and uh, how how that get started? So one of Paranormal Explorers, I started uh, about years ago, and it consisted originally of myself and my daughter. Um, I okay. was part of a team prior to that with the team prior to that, there was too many people involved and mm -hmm. too many different interests. And uh, what I really, what I really like doing didn't vibe with everybody else. So I said, you know what, I'm going to start my own thing, do what I want to do yeah. and, and go from there. And once I started that, I added one of my best friends and her fiance, who's now her husband, and it's mm -hmm. the four of us. And right. uh, I, I will not add any more people to the team. It will always be just the four of us. It works out perfectly well. Right. Uh, we have, you know, honorary members and whatnot like that, but it's, it's the four of us. And they're very understanding and appreciative that I get to go and do a lot more of this stuff than they can due to their, their circumstances and their right. jobs and things like that. So mm -hmm. I always promote as the team when I'm out and about. So people know it's not just Matt Warner, it's Warner Paranormal Explorers. And okay. now we're in a fortunate position where we all get to do a lot more stuff locally. So it's, it's working out really well for us. Oh, awesome. So, and it's kind of cool because I got a nine-year-old 
daughter as well. And at first she used to like, cause I actually kind of always did tours at Hannah house in Indianapolis. She used to be like really scared of going through the house, but now she's very love going to the basement, love walking around by herself. So that's pretty cool, man. So how did, so how does your daughter do with it? She loves it. And uh, I, I think originally it was a way for her to spend more time with me. We spent a ton of time together anyway. Yeah. She's, she's my best friend and we do That's everything awesome. together. That is really awesome. Man. And thank you. And, and I, I've always t- taken that step. Like, you know, th- there's a lot of detractors. Like, oh, I can't believe you take your kid ghost hunting. It's like, eh. what are you talking about? Eh. We're not, you know, uh, it's ridiculous. It's a stupid it conversation that it it does not need to happen, you know? Right. But I'm not going to take her to some place that's known to be like supposedly demonic before I vex the place out myself. You right. know, it's not like, oh well, let's take you to Pavilion Island and I'll send you over first. And then you know how it goes. <laughs> it's not how it's right. not how we do it. So exactly, um, it's it's no different. We bond over that where other parents bond with their kids over sports. Like she doesn't right. do that stuff. So we go something yeah. together and she enjoys it. She's she loves basements too. I don't know what it is about kids in basements. She loves. Basements. <laughs> I know, I know exactly oh, yeah. where you're coming from with that. So, yeah, uh, it, it works out great, and, and, and she awesome. enjoys it. We had one last night, and we were up super late, and she's like, "I had a blast." I'm like, "Well, good. I'm tired." <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, that's really cool because I mean, it's still, to be honest with you, I mean, it's like we live in a time. I mean, we live in a time where I think. It's almost like there's too many things out there that get people afraid of things, you know, and like, you know, certain subjects are not supposed to be spoken of or, you know, we can't do this. We can't do that. And it's like, well, why not? You know, like, why can't, you know, why can't my kid go with me? Or, you know, right. how is it, how is it going? Yeah, I mean, it's certain to me because being a skeptic that I am, you know, and it's almost like, it's almost like I teach her to, you know, there still can be natural explanations to what things are, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, just let her think for herself, you know, let her think on her own. Yeah. You know, and she's not yeah. afraid of it. She's not really like she go, like I said, when we go to Hannah house, she enjoys it. I mean, she loves it, you know, and she don't really think about, Oh my God, this place is haunted. Oh my God. You know, like, what do I do? You know, like, she never even thinks about it, you know? So it's almost like, it's kind of a cool thing. Even like what you're doing, it's like, you know, we're kind of teaching them, you know, you don't need to live in fear. You know, what's there to be afraid of? Well, that's, you know, I, I've always had a fascination with fear in general. Cause you do, right. it's one of those, it's the only emotion you don't know how you'll react to. Right. You know, exactly. you've got fight or flight. Are you going to run from it? Are you going to run to it? Is it going to make right. you laugh? Is it going to make you cry? Is it going to make you scream? Right. I love the adrenaline that fear brings. And, and yeah. I still love getting scared. I got scared last week. It, it scared the hell out of myself and it felt good, you know, like right. after, after my heart settled down, I'm getting old. So I didn't want to have too much going. <laughs> but, um, I like that. You know, I, I chase that kind of stuff. That's why we right. do what we do. Exactly. So um, still talking about like doing, so where does actually do you and your daughter go to? Like what locations have you guys traveled to? What, what all do you guys do? I mean, um, so we've been to, gosh, there's a bunch of local places um, that we've investigated. We were at a place last night. Um, it's new to the, to the field. It's called the Emory Estates. That's in Weymouth, Mass. 
that's a big old uh, state. It's about 100 and it was built 120 years ago. And it's oh, okay. uh, built in the style of Mount Vernon. So it's, oh, it's a really okay. big place. It's it's beautiful. And we had, we had some good interactions last night, a little quiet. It was a big public ghost hunt. So oh, with 20 some odd people in the house, it's a little harder to hear. Yeah. Um, about a month ago, I took her to the Conjuring house for the first time. Oh, wow. Um, so she was able to get in there. I was very happy to bring her down there. And actually, it was the first time my whole team had gone with me. I've, I've been there numerous times. I've, I'm fortunate enough to say I'm good friends with Jen and Corey that own it. So I get, I okay. get to go down and hang out a lot. Right. And I brought the whole team down as a surprise. I didn't tell any of them where we were going. And, and we showed up and they're like, whoa, whoa really? I was like, oh, yeah, let's <laughs> go hang out for a bit. <laughs> right. Um, so we got to we got to investigate that. Um, i trying to think where else I've brought her. She has been to a place called the Bradford House in Kingston, Mass., which is I've heard of it. under the radar low-key. Huh? Uh, I've heard built an elite. Heard of? I can't remember where I've heard of it, but yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard of it. It's, uh, that's an old place. That uh, place was built late 1600s, early 1700s. Wow. So okay. There's a lot of history there. Right. Um, gosh, where else have I taken her? She's done the Oliver House in Middleborough, Mass. A bunch of times with me. That's kind of where she got her start with me at the Oliver House. Um, oh, okay. that house has ties. It's pre-Revolutionary War. Oh, it was built wow. by a loyalist. And once once we once we won the war, he fled he fled to Canada, and I think then back over to to England. Uh, but oh, ben Franklin gotcha. spent time in this house, very historical, and it's it's run very right. well. So we we do a lot down there with them. Um, God, where else has she been? I know there's other places. When I get off this, I'm like, oh damn it, she's been there too. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I mention it? Um, oh yeah, la- well last year we were out in, we were out in Arizona, so we did. Uh, she. She helped lead investigations at Vulture City Ghost Town with me at a convention, uh, the Vulture City Paracon that we were at. Wow, that's totally cool. So she was out there for that. That was that. Yeah, that was awesome. What Hell we do yeah. Is, um, when we travel, we try to make ghost trips out of it too. Like we do everything right. together. And um, she's been to Eastern State Pen with me as well. Um, okay. In Philly, we did the Philadelphia trip. I'm trying to think where else we've taken her. She's got to see a lot of really cool places, and uh, we do like. Like, I know people are always talking about how you can't ghost hunt at Eastern State anymore. They don't do paranormal. If you bring in a couple of little pieces of equipment in your pocket and you pay $12 to walk around, you can do whatever you want all day long. Right. <laughs> they yeah, don't, they don't question it. you. I mean, as long as you don't. Yeah, it's, and it's a great place to go. So there are ways. I, I, I find that a lot of people think you have to ghost hunt in the dark because it's scary, but ghosts right. don't have a timeline, time stamp. Right. They're around all the time. Yeah. So we, uh, but we make the most of our trips. So that's awesome. Been to quite a few places. That is really cool, man. I mean, very cool. So, like, um, I'm trying to think. So, was there a location, like, you guys, like, was there something like a location you acquired, or? If I'm yes. Thinking, so, Sarah, because Sarah said something to me about it. That's the only reason. Like, my memory is horrible. Dude. The older I get, I'm bad. <laughs> No lie. <laughs> That's all good. I, I, I know that feeling. I have it happen too. No, so I, I have been in, um, in the background working on bringing this location to the paranormal field for uh, paranormal research for almost a year now. Okay. It's a location I've known about. It's in the South Shore of Mass. It's in Rockland and it's called Hartsuff Hall. And I was okay. just recently granted the, granted the ability to run paranormal events out of it um, for right. private rentals and for public ghost hunts. Right. The building itself was built in 1899. It was built 
by uh, veterans and families of the Civil War as a place for veterans to come and hang out and and interact with each other, kind of like a Legion Hall, but for oh, Civil War. Gotcha. And it is it has been there for 123 years, and it's one of the last remaining all wooden halls in the country. It's on the National Historic Registry of Deeds. Okay. And it took a lot of convincing to let me in there to, to do some paranormal stuff because they didn't really want it to be known as a paranormal stuff, a place because it's, you know, it can have a stigma. And I said, no, that's not the field anymore. We're not that way anymore. We're not, we're not antiquated. And, um, right. and besides that, they've all had experiences in there because the place is super active. So okay. I'm like, you guys are sitting on something here that I need, the field needs, and we can all work together and we can raise funds to keep this building going for you guys for generations to come and, and preserve the history. So right. this like has even, been a passion project of mine. Even paying the while. taxes and stuff like that, just, you know. All of it, it adds up and, and, yeah. England, and it's heated and it's got electricity. So in New England, you, it, it gets cold here. So I've heard. And even, <laughs> now that now the cost, the cost of oil right now, I don't even want to think about that. Right. So um, I became a member of the association that runs and operates the building uh, a few months ago. Right. Work my way up, kind of proving myself like, hey, man, like I've got the best interest of everybody in hand. And now we're on board and it's ready for private bookings. I'm going to start scheduling some public ghost hunts. And uh, I've created uh, Warner Paranormal Preservation Society as oh. the umbrella that this will sit underneath. OK, because it's been a passion. It's been something I've always wanted to do in terms right. of saving history. And this yeah. is the first crack I get at it. That is very I have cool. another location that's. Thank you. Another location that's right behind its heels and says hasn't hasn't been able to be launched yet, but that'll be available pretty soon too. And this year I'll focus on those two locations. And next year I'm going to try to get another one or two under the umbrella and, and see if we can't save more history. Right. That's very cool, man. I mean, awesome. Just Thank totally you. awesome. If you can, man, I'm while I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah. send me the links and like on this video, when I get the video uploaded on YouTube, I will get the links for yeah. you in the description box so people can check it out um and Perfect. hopefully man everybody that listens to this maybe can get on board with and go check it out i'd love to have them down yeah it's, that's it's what i like to do man place i appreciate that and, and that's we're, we're all trying to do the same thing we're all trying right. to see if spirits are real and at the same time like we're trying to keep these buildings going and right. if i can do both that's a, that's a win-win Exactly. I mean, it's like, cause I've been on the staff at the Anna house for nine years, eight, nine years, probably. And I know what it's like to where, you know, coming up with the money with the taxes and trying to, you know, like, not easy. a lot of places, I mean, they need, like, they need a new roof or, yep. I mean, it's just name it. And then a lot of places, you know, like you'll hear people kind of bitch and complain about, well, this place is like 50 bucks a person. I'm like, you know where that money's going to? I mean, right. it's not, yeah. it's not really going to, doesn't go in people's pockets. You know, like some people nope. think, I mean, I know that, I know that firsthand, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I know exactly where you're coming from and totally. I mean, so it, that's why I say, man, it's really awesome what you're doing. I mean, Thank you. because like I've seen it, you know, I mean, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, this this place deserves to be a part of the field, um, and we need more places. Everybody's looking for new places, and of course, 
I've, I've I handpicked about you know eight or ten people that I wanted to have a part of this project with me. My team, okay. a few others local to me, right? And we've been in there four or five different times now. Every time we have more experiences and and just more pronounced experiences. I think the spirits are starting to get used to us, especially me, mm-hmm. and they're understanding more now what we're doing in there. But it is it's an active building, right? Now with has there been like a lot of claims in the past? I mean, that made you like come forward and say, you know, you would like to really get check this place out and, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, were there people in the past coming forward, you know, saying what they witnessed or anything else like that? So a friend of mine, uh, he actually had the ability to investigate this place eight years ago or some point like that. And he had right. mentioned it to me. Um, just a few years back when I met him, I've, I've known him for about five or six years now. And he'd met, Oh yeah. I investigated a place near you. And I was like, Oh, you know, I, I drive by that building all the time. And I, I love it because architecture, right. you know, and uh-huh. it's got these big ass cannons out front. It's just cool. So I knew of the building. And then mm-hmm. I had an in with a friend of mine who started interacting with the group that runs it. The group that runs it is also a group of civil war reenactors. And oh, that's gotcha. his, that's his, that's his thing. He likes that stuff. He, he was right. scoutmaster. So he got in with the civil war guys. And I said, all right, man, this is what you got to do for me. You got to get me in there. I just want to investigate. I want to investigate. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk to him. And, and they're like, yeah, he can come in and investigate. You know, I can't say where he's got to keep it quiet. And I'm like, all right. right. You know, and I, I remember I talked to somebody and it's like, oh, you got to talk to so-and-so and then so, and it just fell apart. And I was like, the hell with this. And as the months went by, I, I could not stop thinking about it. So every time I'd see my buddy, I say, Hey, uh, you just let them know we need to make them some money. Let's, let's get in there and do some events. Right. He's like, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. Yeah. And back in November, it just so happened. I saw him that night and he was going to a meeting. I said, you know what you need to do. Right. And he's like, I know, I know. That was the night they mentioned, you know, we really need to raise some funds. We're not sure. And he raised his hand. He said, well, I know a guy. And <laughs> right. they said, sure. You know, he can, he can come to the next meeting, whatever. And so I did. I went to the next meeting. I stood up in front of the group and I, I presented what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. 80% of the people were fully on board because they all had experiences in there. And then the two holdouts were the ones in charge. So I had to really win them over. Right. Um, but now, now all is good. All is, all is good. And they're ready for it. And they're, they're excited really cool. for the opportunity. That's very cool. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, it's almost like even at Hannah house, it's almost like even like when paranormal teams would come in, and stuff like that you know and i think it's even really cool like you don't even sometimes they're not even paranormal teams it's like it'd be a group like let's say a group of gals or whatever that are having like a bridal party or something yeah. some you know something at me and uh you know and some of them don't even really believe in ghosts or whatever but they just have that stigma you know, they're at, you know, they're at a historical place that's allegedly haunted. And, uh, and it's just really cool. Even like you don't have, you can still be skeptic and you still be a believer. And, but, you know, people can still come in and I, they still have a good time. You know, Absolutely. they still like, you know, no matter what they stay, you know, like they'll do like an overnight or whatever. Still, they'll leave going, this was so cool. You know, yeah. like this, this was really, really awesome. I loved it. You know, like, you know, I mean, you love to hear stuff like that. You love to get yeah, people. It's a good feeling. And even getting people involved. You know, and mm-hmm. then, you, then you'll hear people, oh, my God, I think I'm 
you know, I was like, this was so awesome. I'll, I'll have to bring, like, bring my family. And yeah, like, yeah, set it up anytime. Yeah, go ahead. You know, and it's just how word travels is how you get people in. Exactly. And it's just really cool that, you know, you can, we can get people to do that and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, <coughs> oh, excuse me. So, like, okay, so the location we're talking about, like, um, so when are you going to be able to like to start doing like overnights and let people book for? So we can't we can't do overnights because we can't have people stay in the building overnight. But we got uh, it's ready for booking now. Oh, six hour block. Okay, okay. Um, but the beautiful thing about its location is seven minutes from three major hotels, ten minutes from the highway, thirty minutes from Boston, about forty minutes from Lizzie Borden on the south, and about an hour south of Salem. So it's destination area. If people are coming from out of state, they, they can make a whole weekend out of coming out this way and have plenty of options. That's actually pretty cool because I mean you've got like say you know like where you travel, you can hit like different locations and stuff like that, or you know go sightseeing. So that's that's that, that was a, a, a bit that was a big thing with me with this was that I wanted it to be a, a, an accessible location because mm-hmm. uh, you know as well as I do a lot of these places are out in the middle of nowhere with no cell service anything like that. You can <laughs> right. walk to a convenience store or or five pizza shops from this location. It's fantastic. And awesome. We are like a halfway point. You've got, if you go south, you've got the Oliver House. If you go a little north, you've got the Emory Estates in Weymouth. All of these things, if you're looking to put to, to like pack together a paranormal weekend, you've got a, a, like half a dozen options now just in this area. And that's, yeah, that's be, what we wanted, what we wanted to create. So people have a reason to come out here. Right. That's pretty cool. Though. You know, it's like even like me and a friend of mine was talking, and I actually had him on the podcast not too long ago. Me and him was talking about certain locations, you know, and it's like, it's, to me, it's not a bad thing because it's like what me and you were just talking about a little bit ago where sometimes when people talk about ghosts or paranormal stuff and still to this very day, it's a very taboo subject, you know? It is. Outside so, of the community, it is. But now, sometimes it can be a good thing. Like me and my friend was talking. It's like, you know, people don't realize, you know, like, say if you got people traveling three states away, four states away and come visit on how much it can help. I mean, yeah, it can be a small fraction, but I mean, it does help with like the town's economy, you know, and stuff like that. Getting, You know, like becoming like kind of a tourist attraction, let's just say, you know, but in a different. Yeah, it's a, it, in a different area. It's the trickle down effect. It helps everyone. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like you're still like you'll stop by a pizza place, you'll stop by a barbecue joint, or you know, it's still. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it can be a good thing. You know, that's what I love about. It. Yeah. Because I love traveling. It's it stimulates the economy. I, I like to tra- I like traveling too a lot. I, I do like that. And this this year I'm not going to be able to travel as much because I'm I'm going to be pouring everything into this. But that's all right. Right. Oh, here's. An- and I am so sorry. Here's my old age kicking in again. I heard you had a newborn daughter. Yes, I did. Yes. Congratulations, uh, man. Thank you. Thank you. You're yeah, very she decided woke. to come out early. She's... I heard about that. But me and Sarah was yeah. yeah. She's a little fighter, though. She's doing fantastic. That's awesome. She likes I'm to glad. give her mom scares every day, but she's doing good. 
That's awesome. I'm glad. I just want, man, that totally slipped my mind, man. I, I'm just so glad I was able to tell you congratulations on it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't want to, I did not. Very happy. Again, it would have been, I got through his podcast and we hung up and all of a sudden, there's the asshole in me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But yeah, Sarah even wanted me to tell you congratulations and she said she's a cutie. Well, well, thank you both. Much appreciated. Oh, very welcome, man. Very welcome. So, um, okay, back to when we talk about traveling and stuff like that. Not if you're able to make it this year, because I'm trying to promote this damn thing as much as I can. Um, but at Hannah House, every August, we have what we call a Paranormal Celebration Day, where everybody comes, and, like paranormal teams, psychics. Uh, Sarah sets up an art, like she makes like art paintings and crafts and stuff like that she sets up a booth everybody gets to set up a booth you know i do tours all day so that's my gig stuff like that so if you are able to make it you and your daughter man feel free to come out man what's the date uh august yeah i want to say 19 i could be totally dead wrong on that but i've got a flyer that I can send you. Yeah, let, let me know. I know I'm going to be in Detroit, like August, That's I think like 24th or something like that. It's like a Tuesday or a Wednesday for some reason. We're doing Eloise. And okay. I'm trying to think when we're going out there. Um, but if I could make it, I'd love to come out. I've not done anything in Indiana yet. Oh, no, oh, that's wrong. Dude. I've done them in Row House. I've done them in Row House. I've never even been there. I'm horrible. Yeah, dude. It's I a mean, hype house. 13th. Sarah said 13th. 13th? Let me yes. see if I can fit it in. I'd love to come out. Okay. Yeah, definitely bring her daughter, man, because Ella would be with us. Yeah, I would definitely would bring her. We'd make a nice little road trip out of it if we can. Well, well yeah, I was going to say because Ella would be with us and Ella would love to meet her, you know, and stuff again. That'd be very cool, man. Yeah, might be able to make it happen. That'd be cool. I already told her because I had Eric and Stephanie on and uh, mm-hmm. told them about it. And I guess he's got something else going on and he said he can't make it. I'm like, well, shit, man. Because I'm trying to. That's one thing I love about the paranormal community. I got away from the investigations part of it. And that's kind of why I started this podcast is to where, you know, and I, I think we got a good community, you know, and, it's, you know, it's kind of what I love to do with this podcast is reach across the table and talk to as many people as I can. Even though I haven't talked, I don't get to talk to a lot of people because I've got a weird shift. But I mean, it's like, you know, just reach across the table and, you know, just have good conversations, man, and get to meet people and finally get my butt out there, you know? Networking is everything in here. And I, I that's what I love doing myself. I enjoy it. It's awesome. I mean, I, I really do. So yeah, man. I mean, definitely. I mean, if you're able to come out, man, I mean, that'd be that'd be really cool because I'd love to meet you. And I know Sarah would, and most definitely. That'd be very yeah. cool. I'd love to get out there. New location, check out. That'd be fun. There's quite a uh, there's quite a few actually in Indiana. I mean, like I said, you got Hannah House, and you got Rhodes Hotel, and you got there's been a few places I think that's been shut down. And stuff like that because i mean a lot of places get old and then the state kind of comes in and shuts them down but so that's why i'm kind of grateful that i've been able to 
see locations that now aren't really available to a lot of people today, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Okay, yeah, man. Um, do me a favor, send me the links of like your preservation stuff like that and uh, the location yeah. you got going. And man, I'll definitely do my best to get it. I'll do get it in the description box so people can check it out. They can click the links. And I'll try to definitely get the word out for you, man. Most definitely. I appreciate that. Okay. Not a, all right, man. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and it's like time's almost up a little bit. And, uh, it was great talking with you, man. You as well. Pleasure. But yeah, man. If you ever want to come back on, man, let's do it again, man. Absolutely. I'm sure I'll have some more stuff going on the end, within hey, the summertime. So we'll, we'll you, have to chat some more. Hey, if you got more going on, dude, and you want to come back on? Hit me up. Oh, I absolutely will. That's what this is all about, dude. Most definitely. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm always going to have something going on. I don't stop. Hey. I'm always hustling. All right, let's do it again, brother. Sounds good to me, man. Thank you for having me. All right, me. man. Well, you have a good night, man. You too. We'll chat soon. All right. Take care, buddy. All right, you too, man. Bye-bye. All right, man.